Hi, everyone. Welcome to June's edition of the Tamil Innovator Spotlight. I'm very excited to be sharing uh, the journey of Preetha Prabhakar, um, who is the VP and Head of Strategy at Nanban Enterprise. I had a great conversation with her as we were kind of leading up to this discussion. But uh, Preetha, welcome to the uh, Spotlight event for this month. Thank you so much for having uh, me here at the Tamil Culture Media uh, at the Spotlight. Uh, really excited to, uh, you know, talk to you about Nanvin and Nanvin's journey with you. Awesome. Yeah, we, we chatted about a lot of things, including her, I guess, not so recent move to Texas and like just what she's seeing in the housing market. But uh, before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this month, Tap Tap Send. Um, and they are the sponsor for June for the Tamil Innovator Spotlight. So Preetha, obviously, I know your story a bit more than some others might. So for the benefit of the audience, do you mind just giving people maybe a, a quick summary of who you are and like just your professional background? Absolutely, yes. Uh, so um, like you introduced, my name is Preetha Prabhakar. I am the Vice President of Strategy at Nanban Enterprise. I also lead uh, a nonprofit side uh, flagship project called Mothers for Mother Nature at Nanban. Uh, I have been uh, living in the United States for the last 24 years. Uh, I'm um, born and raised in Tamil Nadu, Coimbatore. Uh, my education background is engineering and computer science, and I did my master's MBA in the United States. Uh, I currently live in Dallas, Texas, uh, although before that I lived in uh, New Orleans and in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I have been in IT for the best part of my career. Uh, 20 plus years I served in IT. Um, however, uh, you know, uh, Nanban completely changed my life and uh, I ventured into uh, financial uh, industry uh, investments and I also uh, get to, uh, you know, lead a philanthropic project which is very dear and near to my heart and that is the reason why I actually joined Nanban and uh, my journey has been uh, very, very exciting and uh, very uh, gratifying, I should say, um, you know, helping farmers uh, lead a dignified life and uh, helping everybody around the world access to uh, healthier and nutritious food and also to revive and replenish Mother Earth. And so that is at the core what I'm doing today. And uh, that's a little bit of a background about myself. Awesome. Well, I mean, we'll start with your education background because I noticed that you did your undergrad in India in engineering or computer science. Yes. And then you did your MBA and some, I think it was project management at Stanford later on. Um, I guess, number one, about what brought you to the U.S. Uh, or like what made you decide to kind of pursue uh, like a professional like journey in the U.S.? And like, was this something that was it's common in India where like the U.S. or like North America or Europe, like other places are the like, you know, the, the side out places to go work at? Or like, what was your rationale for doing this? Uh, I, I'm going to give you a very honest answer. <laughs> Uh, in India, at least, uh, you know, my generation, things have drastically changed now, but at least when uh, we went to college, uh, our parents only had two routes in front of us. You either become an engineer or a doctor. These are the two routes. And um, I chose the engineering uh, route and uh, I went to an engineering college and I got my degree in computer science. Um, prior to actually coming to United States, I worked at a university uh, at Coimbatore as an associate lecturer for two years. And uh, that's how my journey started. Uh, so I was into education. I taught at a university. And then after that, marriage brought me to United States. So, uh, you know, that was something my family decided. And then uh, I moved here after my um, marriage. And uh, since my education background is in computer science, uh, you know, um, 
working here in an IT sector made a lot of, uh, you know, sense. And so I applied for a job when I was at uh, New Orleans. And then I started my uh, IT career uh, ever since I came into this country. And then, um, you know, I worked in different sectors. I started off working in uh, um, uh, the first one. I actually, I think it was banking. And then I moved to um, hospital management. You know, I was, those were the industries I served. And then I worked in retail. I worked in insurance, financial industry. And then I worked in, um, uh, again, I came back to retail. And then I also worked in healthcare. So I have a broad experience working in multiple industries. Um, in IT. And so it, uh, it has helped me immensely because uh, I actually started as an analyst. And then uh, when I actually left the uh, industry and moved to Nanban, I was actually working as director of information technology. So over the years, I've gained a lot of experience, both, um, you know, in a breadth-wise and length-wise. I have in-depth knowledge in each of the verticals I have worked, which is definitely helping me, uh, you know, now in my career, because I'm able to uh, look at it in a different perspective. And uh, any situation is presented to me, I would look at it as an opportunity because of the immense experience I've gained over the years working in different industries. Um, and, you know, I guess for every individual uh, in their lifetime, at least that was the way I actually made a pivotal change in my career. Uh, we look back and take um, account of all the things what we've done and we're looking at our own career path and our life and say, is it what we want to do for the next 20 years of my life? And uh, the answer to it was actually a big no, I'll be honest, because I was, I was getting a little tired of the rat race. Um, you know, uh, the corporate, uh, corporate world has given me so much that I'm immensely grateful for the experience and the kind of people I've met, my mentors who have molded me and shown me the path to, uh, you know, go higher in my career. And that's the reason why I'm here today. Having said that, uh, I also wanted to always look at uh, from a, you know, giving back perspective, wh what am I doing with my life? How can I actually give back to the community? And, uh, and I think that kind of, uh, you know, yearning is what brought me to Nanban. So um, Nanban is, uh, you know, an organization is completely different than any of the corporate organizations I've ever worked in my entire uh, career. So my very good friend, Mani, who is one of the co-founders of uh, Nanban, uh, he and I uh, are really good friends even prior to Nanban. And when Nanban was, uh, you know, formed, um, what attracted to me was the company's, uh, you know, um, goodwill from day one that to giving back to the community. So I proudly say to everybody, uh, Nanban must be the only organization in this entire universe that we actually started the nonprofit side first and then the profit side. Mm -hmm. So um, we registered a nonprofit side. So. Uh, I think I can give a little bit background about Nanban and how it was started. So you like understand my journey on how I actually well, transitioned from being in IT and went into Nanban. Well, yeah, I think you stole a couple of my questions, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things I want to actually delve into was breadth versus like depth. So like you mentioned, obviously like IT is a commonality across the industries, but you've worked across a number of different industries. Um, I mean, there's no right answer to this, but I'm just curious why you know some people prefer to like double down in one industry get to know it really well and that one thing they do really well and just do it for like 10-15 years um, what made you decide to kind of not take that approach and you know obviously you still are doing IT-based initiatives for the most part and you and some operational work I believe as well but you chose different industries what was your reason for that? Uh, I think for, I've always been like that kind of a person I, I always like to do something 
completely different. If you look at my uh, resume, uh, every two years, I have always changed my role. And that was something which I consciously did. And um, because of the guidance and mentorship, what I've received early on in my career is my mentors always used to say, if you really, really want to succeed in your career, especially in corporate world, having both the depth and breadth of your in industry is extremely important. So um, all the roles I have played in different organizations also was like that. It was like, you know, I have delved into everything. I have been an analyst and then I went into release management, process management, application development. And then I went into infrastructures. Then I went into um, actually managing a center of excellence for Oracle. Uh, and then I went into, uh, uh, you know, integration, integration center of excellence. So I have actually tried every different, uh, you know, verticals, what is out there. And then I went into project management, program management. So it is so important if you are actually looking to be an IT executive, like where you want to, uh, you know, go higher in your career as a CEO eventually or a CIO, it is extremely important to know the nuances of what is happening in each of the verticals so that you can actually look at it from a you know um, higher perspective and say okay what is happening in each of the verticals but if you just only focus on one vertical that's all you know it and the skills what you gain is not a portable skill so you can you have to be in that particular industry forever and it is so important uh, and I, I personally like to learn about new things and I'm I'm a I consider myself as a lifelong learner. I'm always looking for opportunities to improve my skill set and learn. Um, if I'm not reading, I'm a voracious reader. I read a lot of books. If I'm not doing that, then I'm constantly finding ways to read about something or learn about something which uh, is completely new to me. So in that quest for learning is when I started looking at different industries. You know, um, And I've been very fortunate uh, that I was offered these roles although I do not have any experience in that particular industry. So what I have learned over the years is that as long as you have the portable skill, which you can actually adapt to a new industry, people are there in this new industries to completely you know, educate you and bring you forward. But you have the responsibility of ensuring that the portable skills, what you have to gain, you know, in leadership roles is really strong so that you actually can take it to a different industry such as healthcare, where I worked the last job before I came to Nanban. I have no experience about healthcare. Um, I did not know about B2B healthcare, to be honest, but I had this experience of managing large teams and leadership roles and have several verticals. I've worked in infrastructure, program management, project management. It was extremely easy for me to get adapted to the new, um, you know, industry. And there were people, where, you know, my peers and my team ready to educate me on the business aspects of the industry. So it was very easier for me. So I did my learning curve about learning about technology in that particular company was zero because I already know that. Then my learning aspect was only about the business aspects, which I had my team and my peers to help me ramp up in that business aspect. So it was easier for me to you know, perform really well in that organization. So I believe it is very important that if you aspire to actually go higher in your career in whatever field is in this scenario, an IT field where you see yourself becoming a CIO, a C-level executive over the years, it is very, very important that you understand the different verticals, what is there in the software development life cycle, and also make sure that you are having experience in different industries so that when you actually go into a uh, go into a C level uh, uh, role, 
you should not be industry specific because that's that that's not industry specific job it is more of a leadership role and what is the latest in technology and how are you actually going to take that organization to the next level is what they're looking so um this is the guidance and i have received from my mentors over the years and it has worked really well for me uh, because today even today when i'm working in nanwin when i have a new project or a new uh, you know task given to me i do not look at it from oh i don't know the uh, business details about that that is not what comes into my mind i know i can learn very well and quickly adapt to that because i've always done that and my brain is in tune to doing it again and again so uh, you know i'm i am able to immediately adapt to anything which is given to me new so i think it's important that you constantly challenge yourself to learn new things and not get complacent on one particular thing and sit there and you know 15 years later we realize oh my god we wasted the best part of our life and uh, there's so much we could have done and uh, i i never wanted to do that i constantly kept myself updated on what is happening out there and uh, probably that's why it's helped me in my career as well i guess a good thing to kind of maybe delve into because we maybe jumped ahead is you know <clears throat> maybe you can tell the audience what nanban does and yeah. also number 2 you know your role is vp and head of strategy at nanbin enterprise so maybe mm-hmm. just what does the company do and like what like what does your role entail like what are the things you're responsible for absolutely so i think first i should tell about nanbin how nanbin was formed and uh, what we do so our founder uh, gk uh, we call him gk his name is gopalakrishnan he 20 years ago um, you know a uh, formulated a strategy what we call the gk strategy which basically um is foolproof no matter what the condition is in the stock market uh, you will make consistent cash flow if you follow the steps what is being taught it's simple steps that we actually have 11 year old children uh, managing their father's uh, portfolio because the steps are so simple at seven steps just follow that without looking into any charts you don't need to go and look at what is today's market condition nothing it is like as simple as that that a child can actually do it so he perfected this so well that he was already you know uh, at a in a place where he was financially free his family was financially free and although he was uh, in a very high five job he was working as an executive he believed in giving back to the community so what he used to do is he always used to uh, invite friends and family uh, to his house over the weekend and he was just giving them this knowledge training them free of cost so he did that at a small scale because he was like i mentioned he was very busy in his career so weekends were the only option he had to educate them so in 2019 what happened was money who is his neighbor in dallas um you know also was invited to his house because gk was um, uh, gk moved to dallas in the to the year 2017 so once he came to this new community he started inviting friends and family neighbors into his new environment and asking them to uh, you know learn about the strategy and so they can be financially free as well and money actually learned that and he was like he was completely blown away at the strength of the strategy and he started to seeing returns with his own portfolio he started spreading the word to his friends and family and he was like please everybody come and you know sh- you know he was sharing his wealth and that's when i came in uh, i also got to see the um, you know the strength and power of the strategy uh, and uh, shakti who is also another co-founder also was uh, you know money's very good friend took the class and then um, uh, shakti and money came up with the idea of completely 
you know, uh, taking it to a next level, wherein uh, he, they said, okay, we are only doing it at a smaller scale right now, but how about we actually give it to a larger audience? Just imagine the impact, what it will create. And that's when Nanban Foundation came into picture. Uh, at that time is when COVID also came and many individuals, uh, our friends and family lost their jobs. So for us, it was our way of giving back to the community and saying, you know, um, how do you uh, help them have some passive income to keep them afloat with all the bills and things what's happening until they find a new job. So we started off doing online sessions, Zoom sessions, and uh, I started volunteering. So I was, uh, I didn't, I wore many hats uh, through this. I was an MC. I used to, you know, um, yeah, set up Zoom sessions. Everything was completely done, done online. But uh, till date, uh, you know, fast forward, we have uh, at least trained up to um, 100,000 people online, uh, you know, over the uh, last two years in this GK strategy. So today it is a well-oiled machine. We have sessions uh, to teach people every quarter through our foundation activities, um, where uh, people from all over the world have, uh, you know, joined the sessions, which is conducted over a period of two weekends. And they're completely done by volunteers. So people who actually took the sessions in the beginning, who benefited out of it, and now it's their time to give it back to the community. And they train um, new individuals on this strategy, and they are part of our family. Uh, you know, we have a Telegram group, and we constantly uh, help them, uh, handhold them, and making sure that they are financially free and financially independent. So, what we teach uh, in our foundation, a GK strategy, level one and level two. So, uh, Nanban actually caters to people who are you know, don't have a lot of money um, who actually can invest using GK level one and level two strategy. And we also have people with high net worth. So there are individuals who have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, disposable income. However, they do not have the time to actually um, manage their portfolio. So they come to us uh, and ask us to actually manage their portfolio so they can get consistent cash flow. That is where our profit side of the house uh, comes into place. So our Nanban Enterprise, which is our, uh, you know, uh, our company, under that we have uh, our hedge funds, Nanban Investments, we have hedge funds, and we also have Nanban Ventures, we have Nanban Realty, Nanban um, Land Chola Division. So these are the different, uh, you know, uh, platforms we offer our investors to invest their money to get consistent cash flow. So we've been very, very successful. Uh, we've got investors from all across the world who uh, believe in our uh, you know, strategies and who are actually getting really good investment returns through uh, investing in our company. So what we do is right from the beginning, like I said, uh, we believe in giving back. Uh, you know? So uh, GK always says, um, first, we have to give back to the community. Uh, Money-making is just a byproduct of what we're doing. So uh, we, every single person, every single Nanban at Nanban Enterprise believes in it. And um, so we take a substantial portion of our, um, you know, our profits and redirect to our in a foundation to do lots and lots of charitable projects across the world. We have around uh, 35 projects, which is uh, active um, where around the world. Uh, one project is Mothers for Mother Nature, which is the one which I'm leading. Uh, we also have Nanban Sports Foundation, which basically uh, is to help, um, you know, uh, 
sports athletes in India who have no means to actually come to the limelight because of their, uh, you know, um, background. They don't have people to sponsor them. So that's actually led by uh, Kutral Ishwaran, who is a very famous athlete who, who actually is a uh, Arjuna Award winner and who was very prominent. Uh, he actually swam across the English Channel and he is a Guinness record holder as well. He's a president of our Nanban Ventures also the founder of uh, Nanban Sports Foundation, where we are actually sponsoring children in India to attain their uh, dreams of making it big in sports. Um, recently, actually just two weeks ago, we launched a program called Meals for Minds, which is basically to help um, people in Sri Lanka who are going through a hardship right now. And so we are serving meals uh, to, um, uh, you know, through a foundation based in Sri Lanka, we have actually partnered with them. And we are Lanka Vision is the foundation's name. We have partnered with them. And we just initiated that two weeks ago. And we are actually going to uh, serve meals to all the uh, underprivileged in Sri Lanka today who is actually going through a crisis right now. So we have many projects around the world. And we have one which is called Nanban's Under the Sky, which is uh, for, uh, you know, all the um, you know, homeless people in Dallas, Texas, where we are actually uh, helping them come to mainstream and start actually having a mainstream job. And, uh, you know, we help them transition from being on the road to actually coming back and, uh, you know, being part of the community. So all these activities are taking place today with the funds what we receive from Nanban Enterprise. A vast majority of our profits are coming from um, Nanban Enterprise, which we take it to Nanban Foundation. Um, so it's a self-funded foundation for the most part. Having said that, we do accept funds, but we don't go and solicit asking for anybody for funds. But there are a lot of well-wishers who come to us and they want to donate for all the good work we're doing. Um, what we see is our investors are actually getting like, a, you know, uh, if you have to say it in an Indian language, it's double the marka, I should say, because they're actually getting such positive returns, um, uh, you know, more than what is uh, available in the market today by with investing in us. They also get the satisfaction that their money is also put to good use where we are actually giving back to the community. So um, I believe that is something which is attracting our investors to come back to Nanban and you know invest uh, and believe in us and investing in us. Um, myself, uh, you know, uh, you asked me how I came to Nanban. Oh no, uh, I guess one of the questions was like, you're the head of strategy. Yes. Um, what does it, like, what does your day look like at Nanban? Like, I know it might be different, but like generally, like, what are you responsible for? What does your day look like? Yeah. Sure. So uh, my title is Vice President Strategy. So it is, uh, you know, my, my, my job is across the board. It's more of shared services. I have my ears and eyes across the board. So I work with every vertical, like operations, investor, uh, investor relations. I work with HR. I work with uh, PR. I also work with the GSM, the GK Shakti and Money. So I look at it, um, you know, and I also uh, work with the different outside uh, organizations we interact with, uh, our fund managers and our uh, fund administrators who actually manage our funds. So I'm actually working with them very closely on a relationship basis as well. 
Um, so my job, my typical day, uh, my day starts really, really early in the morning because I have a huge team based in India because of my nonprofit project. So it is in India. So my my day starts at least very early in the morning. So I wake up really early. I'm an early bird. I have my morning routines. I finish that, and then I'm on calls because I want to make sure that uh, you know whatever things my marketing and PR agency for my project is based in India. So I have calls with them. I have uh, actual team uh, who's working on the ground for the farmers project i have conversations with them and once that is done i you know um, we only work three days uh, a week in anban that's nanban's culture tuesday wednesday and thursday is when we go to the office the other two other days we are at home and catching up with all the things what we've got to do uh, in our personal lives our uh, founder always says uh, it's work life balance it's not life work balance so we have that in nanban um, and then through the day i have a lot of meetings because i like i said i actually have uh, my eyes across the board so i will be involved in uh, meetings with um, my operations um, i also will be involved in meetings with our um, you know our cfos and we also have meetings so it, my day is really filled with a lot of meetings at least four to five meetings on an average day is like you know it's a given um, but then I also have late night calls, uh, like uh, because I have again the India team. They come back with all the other things. What's happening? So it's a pretty busy day, I should say. But you know, um, I have I have never ever felt that I'm constantly on in meetings or having conversations. So because I enjoy what I do, I love the job what I do. Uh, there's uh, the Nanban culture is amazing because we don't have any hierarchy as such in our company. It's a flat organization. Um, and there is no, although I have a title of VP strategy, there is no such thing that this is all I do in my role. Uh, it's a startup. So I love the culture wherein it's like all hands on the deck. Whoever is really good at doing that particular task, we just jump in and give in a hundred percent. So we love that because, you know, we don't have this, uh, you know, um, uh, our own territory that's saying, no, oh, this is all I do or this is I won't do because we all are here to do the job and we all work together really well. Um, so I love the culture so much about that. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really fortunate because I'm, I'm one of the few individuals at Nanban who actually get to do the profit side and as well as a non-profit side. So um, my, this is my role. So I, I constantly switch back and forth between what is happening on the profit side of the house, managing all the operational activities to keep the lights on. And I also look at the nonprofit project, which is why I, I am actually part of Nanban, why I joined, uh, also keeps me going. So this is in a nutshell what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I want to pick on something you kind of said, because it is a flat organization. You said it feels like a startup. Um, how do you, I guess when you have something like that, sometimes because there's no defined roles and people are doing maybe different things, how do you identify people or like, that might not be carrying their weight, for example, or, you know, maybe they're not carrying their weight because they're not sure what to do, you know, versus like with bigger organizations, like this is what you do and this is all you do versus what you're saying is, sounds like you have your hands on a lot of things. So you probably are very, very exhausted by the, the time your, your day is done. But um, like, how do you like manage that? Because I'm, you know, I imagine you, you also, you said you're part of managing different teams. Yes. So uh, part of that is making sure everyone Kind of delivers on what they're supposed to or at least helping where they're supposed to so there isn't like a the other side which is when you're a manager which is you know when someone's not carrying their weight having those difficult conversations or even identifying those people so how do you do that 
So at Nanban, right, uh, we always say, I don't think there's an, anybody at Nanban who is full-time right now was interviewed formally or given a roles and responsibility document saying this is what your background should be, this is your educational qualification or anything. We only look at mindset. Uh, if you have the right mindset, the rest of the things can be taught. Mindset is something that you have to inherently have that, uh, you know, uh, a trait in you. Uh, but to actually um, ad adapt well, work with everybody and giving back to the community. That is something which has to be a, a trait in you or something which is, uh, you know, very unique in yourself. Once we identify an individual who has it, uh, you know, mindset, just what Nanban, giving back to the community, the rest of the things is something which we all can teach. And, you know, I believe none of us came into this universe knowing everything. We all, all what we know today is something we learned. So, um, there's uh, and all the individuals who are part of the Nanban community, touch wood, we've never had this problem that this one individual is not pulling the weight and the rest of the uh, you know, folks are doing majority of the work. I understand where you're coming. There is a cultural thing in corporate America where they say 20% of the workforce does the 100% of the job and 80% yes, right. does not do anything. I understand, I've been there, believe me, I know exactly what you're saying. But, um, I guess uh, when you actually look at it in a different way, wherein you're not looking at your uh, college degrees or uh, qualification or what you bring to the table versus you're looking at the individual and saying, you know, this, does this individual really believe in the um, uh, grassroots movement, what we're doing at Nanban? Do they believe in the cause, what we stand for is what we're looking for. The ones we get that, that this person absolutely is in tune with what we're doing and also wants to join the journey in giving back to the community, they're, they're on board. And I think that decision, what the founders have done, bringing people as part of our Nanban family has absolutely worked well with us because every single person is like a, a very unique. Uh, they have really great qualities they bring to the table. So when all of us together uh, work as a team, uh, you know, it's bountiful, I should say, what we are able to achieve. So uh, knock on wood, it's been the third year we as an organization, we've been functioning. Um, we've never had any uh, issues with uh, where the, you know, individual is not pulling it, pulling the weight. We're all there to help each other because we know uh, that the end goal. We are not here to have uh, individual goals of climbing the ladder or anything. That's not what we are looking for. We've been there, done that. Uh, we are here to give back to the community. So it's not about the titles. It's not about the uh, role or it's not about uh, anything, you know, getting higher in your uh, career or corporate ladder. For us, it's a totally different end goal we have. We want to give back to the community, we want to help people. And we're all uh, compensated fairly well by the company. So there's no such thing that, uh, you know, oh, if I actually go up, I'm going to be compensated more. There's no such thing. Everyone is treated equal. Everybody has their own space and uh, we're compensated well as well. So when those kind of things are taken care uh, at the basic level, I don't think there's no such thing as, uh, you know, uh, back and forth between uh, people, just what you see in a corporate culture. I think we avoided that for the most part here. And so I, till date, we have not had an issue. A, a question for you. I mean, this is more so for the audience's benefit or people that'll be listening to this because we chatted about, you know, you made that move from um, Columbus, Ohio, which is obviously the Midwest, a certain type of kind of culture of community there. And then you recently moved to Dallas, Texas, which is obviously big city, you know, uh, I think Texas is probably the fastest growing outside of Florida state in the US. 
yes. where, you know, real estate prices are crazy. But you made one observation, which is when you were in Columbus, um, you know, you were often craving like, you know, Indian or Tamil food. And now you're like in Dallas and sometimes you um, you confuse yourself in the sense that you're not sure if you're like in India or if you're in like in the U.S. because of like just how much Tamil food or like, you know, Indian food and like stores and things like that. This is more for the benefit of the audience. I want to share that. But related to that, I guess, is, you know, you work pretty hard. Um, so like in terms of what do you do outside of work to, you know, like you said, that life, but like the work life balance or life work balance, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. When I actually moved from Columbus, Ohio, I was in a state of shock uh, because I've not seen that many Indians in one place ever because uh, that's not the case uh, in the Midwest. We do have Indians, you know, but not uh, not at the rate what we have in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it got a you know, it took a little while for me to, uh, you know, understand, okay, there's summa, you know, there's like a majority of the um, uh, suburbs are actually covered with Indians, to be honest, which is a good thing. And then I also, like you said, I think when we were actually chatting, we also talked about grocery stores. Um, when I first came into the country, believe me, I only had one grocery store in New Orleans and whatever that guy kept in the store is all I can buy. And there was no way, if I had to even buy a better quality of rice, I had to actually drive all the way to Houston from New Orleans. That's how I was, I started my life in this country. And then I came to Dallas, every street has an Indian grocery store and you, I don't miss India at all anything and everything you want to think about is available there and all the restaurants all the big chains are in Dallas Texas so uh, recently when I went to India I don't think I was like okay I get this in Dallas what's a big deal it's not like I'm missing something in India so um, that aspect uh, I would say if anybody ever wants to have a feel of uh, Indian life, I would recommend them to move to Dallas or in any cities in Texas because um, you have everything what you can ask for and uh, you will not miss India at all. So that's one thing for all the viewers out there, I would definitely recommend. Having said that, the housing market is really booming. You, may, you will be on a waiting list if you want to buy a house in Dallas. It's like crazy out here. Uh, I want to make sure I tell that to the audience. <laughs> Uh, you um, also mentioned, oh, sorry, you also mentioned that you were like a like a huge reader, you're a lifelong learner, and you're just consuming information all the time to, you know, improve yourself. Um, I guess for the audience, like, what's a book that you read that had a, you know, pretty big impact on you in terms of how you operate? Um, so I read a fiction and nonfiction both. So I'm not very partial to only, I'll only read these kind of books, as long as it the books interest me and, you know, it can keep me engrossed in what I'm reading. I'll just pick up a book and I read. And um, I, if, I, if you look at my side table, I'll have at least 20 books there. So it's not like I have to finish one book and I have to go to the next book. That's like, you know, before I uh, retire for the day, uh, you know, I have to pick a book and read. So whatever interests me that day, I'll just read and I'll, uh, you know, make sure that I'm imbibe on all the learnings, what I'm doing. So that's the, that's the kind of reading I do, but I have to read a book. For me, that's very important. Uh, if I, if you ask me, you know, suddenly for a book which completely impressed me, I'll say it is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Yeah, I still read once in a while because the book completely changed my perspective on life, on, um, you know, how you look at life and how you can believe in yourself, uh, you know, uh, and believe in the power of your mind and your thoughts, um, you know, on the positivity and what is, you know, everything, what you want 
in life is within you is what that book taught me so if there's one book i would recommend anybody to read is that book because i that's very dear and near to my heart it completely changed the way i looked at life so that is one alchemist i love the book so much um and then you know a good way to kind of end off our discussion because you've given us a lot of great nuggets is i guess looking forward to the future it seems like you're in a role in a company that you seem to really enjoy and the culture um it's kind of really something you can stand for given kind of all the nonprofit work they do and the work you get to do alongside with them. So let's say in the next five to 10 years, I don't know if you've thought you know, that far ahead, but is this something you continue to see yourself do or do you ever see yourself kind of as your, cause you're a lifelong learner, you're always looking to build your skills. Do you ever see yourself building your own company eventually or something along those lines down the line, down the, down the road, sorry. I'm really surprised that you asked me the question because that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. So yes, uh, so I love my work. Uh, I absolutely love the project I'm doing because it is impacting many, many individuals across the world. Uh, we have this Mothers for Mother Nature is there in, uh, you know, in India, in uh, South America, Africa, and in Malaysia right now. So we're expanding it. But the, my, I, like I mentioned, my recent travels to India completely changed the way uh, I have been looking at my own life because I got to go and visit uh, Orissa. And as part of my visit, I actually went to a tribal village there uh, where, uh, you know, it was part of the women empowerment projects they're doing. So I got to see uh, little girls who have never come out of their, you know, uh, environment, uh, who they don't even know what is out there in the world, but uh, they have been told that they actually can also do something big in life because they've given a ray of hope on how actually they can sustain themselves. So there's an organization working with them to make bamboo jewelry and all the sustainable products, you know, using, uh, you know, things what they get in the forest and sell it so that they actually can make, um, you know, um, a livelihood out of all the things what they can make. So this organization is working really hard to get them prominence across the world on, you know, what these tribal communities can actually do. So when I met them and met those girls, I was so, so, uh, you know, uh, impressed with the clarity of thoughts they had that what they want to do with their life. And for me, it was like a spark in my brain. It's like, what can I do with my life to help them? And so I told them, I'll do something to give you a platform where you will get a global recognition. So I came back and I started thinking, uh, th this was going on in my entire travel in India, but now I've kind of solidified what I want to do. So I am actually working on an online platform uh, where I just finished the registration yesterday. It's called, it's going to call Earthsea, which basically is going to be a platform to bring all sustainable products from all over the world under one umbrella. Um, anything which is, uh, you know, related to your, uh, you know, for your food, lifestyle, um, medicine, uh, you know, what you can do from a clothing perspective, anything which is sustainable products, which is completely done by uh, women. I want to do this as part of women empowerment where um, lesser privileged or underprivileged women who do not have a voice or a platform to actually uh, come and showcase the products, what they can do, a small scale industry. And it's not just uh, India. I want, I want this platform to be all across the world where the different communities can come and sell their products. And I'm not doing this to make any profit or so, but I want to be um, a catalyst in helping women across the world who do not have a voice or do not have a platform to showcase what they can bring to the table. So that is under the works right now. My hope is in another three months, this uh, year venture will be up and running. 
and uh, I will be able to help women across the world. And that is uh, that is the next phase of my career I'm doing. So, uh, you know, to what I said, I constantly evolve myself and I'm learning. So it, through this project, I actually I got to meet uh, such um, beautiful souls and I'm trying to see what I can do to help them um, be uh, financially free as well. So that is something. So my entrepreneurial journey is starting soon as well. Well, it's amazing to hear you're quite a force, Preeti. Preeta, sorry. Um, so, you know, I think that's a great way for us to kind of end off our discussion today. 